Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with returning guest, Dr. Lori Kiefer. She's joining us here from the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York to talk about the data from the GRIT program. It showed that inflammatory bowel disease patients or IBD patients with improved resilience saw dramatic reductions in unplanned health care, opioid and steroid use. Welcome back, Dr. Kiefer. Thank you so much for returning. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Well, for those who may not be familiar with you as a contributor, give us a little bit of your professional background and talk about your role at the ICANN School of Medicine. Sure. So um, I am actually a clinical health psychologist, um, and I have been focused on um, the application of behavioral techniques for digestive disorders for over 20 years. And actually, the field of, um, as we get more involved with the brain and the gut and the microbiome, um, there's a whole field of us nowadays um, who focus on that. And we actually are starting to call ourselves gastropsychologists mm-hmm. or gastropsych, if you will. Um, but at, at Mount Sinai, where I work, uh, where, where Crohn's disease was actually discovered, by the way, um, I am in charge of what we call a subset specialty medical home. And basically what that means is that we manage about 12,000 patients in the IBD center. And my job is to make sure that we're not just um, managing them clinically because they get great IBD care at the Sinai IBD center, but that we're also really identifying patients who are vulnerable to not feeling well physically, emotionally, nutritionally, um, or who have a variety of issues related to their disease. So, so that's my job is to oversee, um, you know, identifying those patients who need extra help with their management, as well as overseeing the team of, of, of expert providers um, to make sure that everybody is on the same page when we're managing these complex conditions. Give us a little bit of history into, not history, I guess a little bit of uh, insight into IBD, what it is, what causes it, who's affected. And um, then let's talk about why this study is so significant uh, to these patients. Absolutely. So inflammatory bowel diseases, IBD, um, include two of the most common are um, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Um, They are both immune-mediated inflammatory conditions of the GI tract. Um, The difference is is really around where that inflammation and immune system affects the patient. Um, But what's interesting is, you know, it's not a highly prevalent condition. About one to two percent of of Americans um, have inflammatory bowel disease, um, which translates to about three million Americans in the United States and at any given time. But what is interesting and important is that, A, it's it's on the rise. The incidence is rising, um, probably related to the Western lifestyle. And two, unlike a lot of our other immune mediated diseases, IBDs um, really appear in the first couple decades of life. So most patients are diagnosed somewhere between, you know, 15 and 25, 30. So I think the importance of Crohn's and colitis is that it's a lifelong condition. There is no cure. There are great medications for many patients, but, you 
know, these are young patients who get diagnosed and over time, over the, over the years, you know, if we're not managing it properly, if they don't adjust well to it, it can really lead to um, a lot of disability, surgery, the cost of these diseases is, is just really astronomical. So anything we can do to manage um, the well-being of the patient over time, as well as, you know, limit the cost of care, of course, for our healthcare system, is really important. Uh, clinical Gastroenterology and Hepatology, it's a published, uh, it's a, an industry publication. In November, uh, there was some information, some data from the GRIT program. Explain to us what GRIT is, and uh, then let's jump into this study. Yeah, sure. So, so GRIT is called Gaining Resilience Through Transition. It is a positive psychology-based um, program where we really kind of say, you know, what is it about patients that makes them excel despite a chronic disease? Who are those people who thrive? Who are the resilient ones that, you know, when life hits them with hardship, they, they bounce back? And so over the last 20 years, I've really been studying those factors, those strengths that people have that help them adjust and developed a methodology around those. So, um, you know, for example, you know, there's there's some really important um, factors that we know predict um, resilience. Those are things like accepting your disease, whether or not you approve of it, um, having, you know, realistic optimism and hope, having enough social support, having self-confidence in your ability to do all the things that you have to do to manage a chronic condition, and then also, you know, the ability to sort of self-regulate, manage your emotions when even when you have to do hard things. So um, so the, the GRIT method is really takes that concept and that principle and it does two things. One, we developed a risk stratification tool where we're able to actually say, all right, wh- what patients don't have these qualities? Which, which areas are they suffering in and how do we kind of build that up for them? So we identify those patients using um, extra healthcare based on that lack of resilience. And then we also developed a bunch of different interventions that bring patients for wherever they're at in their journey to, to that point where they have those sort of characteristics and traits. These are all modifiable, and that's what the methodology really kind of focuses on at the IBD Center at Mount Sinai. You say you identify these patients and then, I guess, give them some support, bolstering some of these areas that they may be lacking in to uh, facilitate much better outcomes. You know, what were some of the better outcomes? I I mean, obviously, there are drugs involved. There are medications involved. There's uh, compliance, as you say, with medications. Uh, You know, having the right mindset is one thing. But what are the benefits of having that mindset? So, you know, I think that one of the problems in our healthcare system today is that we separate out um, the patient's um, medical journey from their, uh, the rest of their journey, right? And so, um, you know, in our study, we basically said that's not what we're going to do anymore. We are going to bring the team together, medical, nursing, um, pharmacy, nutrition, psychology. We're all going to look at the patient through the same lens. And we're going to, you know, while they may come in a couple times a year to see their physician, their IBD specialist, we're going to wrap around all that time that happens in between visits <laughs> um, and make sure that the patients are still managing. And and so we basically compared in our study 200 patients who participated in the SPRIT program to uh, 200 patients 
um, at the IBD center as well. Um, so same doctors and all of that, but they did not get that wraparound care. Um, and we looked, we followed them over a year to sort of see what happened in terms of their hospitalizations, their emergency visits, um, their steroid use, their um, pain medicine, opioid use, uh, just to sort of see, you know, if we do that, if we provide this really good quality care, obviously we're improving quality of life, we're improving emotional well-being, we're improving patient satisfaction, but we also wanted to say this is actually the way to do it if you want to save money <laughs> on patients too, right? Keep them out of the hospital. So we showed that by participating in the program, um, our patients had a 94% reduction in unplanned hospitalizations, meaning they did not need to go to the emergency department, get admitted, have a traumatic experience being hospitalized for something that could be managed as an outpatient. Um, we saw a similar reduction in um, emergency visits by 70% just by giving them somebody to call, somebody to talk to, somebody who knew what was going on with their medical condition and their psychological and nutritional status. And then um, we actually also sort of unexpectedly, we weren't necessarily targeting this, but we saw um, a 50% reduction in opioid use because part of our program is really around management of pain and that self-regulation that I mentioned. Um, and then we also, as you know, corticosteroids are you know, really commonly used in IBD, but are associated with poor outcomes. And so we saw seven reduction in um, corticosteroid use as well um, in our patients. But I think probably the most important part was all of that happened while we saw a significant improvement in resilience in that in those characteristics that I was talking about, optimism, acceptance, hope, 60% um, increase in resilience translates really into these other reductions in healthcare cost, which I think is just really critical. It reinforces the idea that when you approach things from this holistic mind, body, resilience, strengths-based approach, everyone's on the same page, the care really improves. Well, it uh, it sounds extremely promising. Are there ever any instances where a patient is involved in the program, but uh, some of the support becomes a little bit overwhelming based on the uh, level of their disease? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, part of what we're trying to really do is, is um, you know, make sure that patients are able to access care. You know, a lot of the patients, for example, in our study who, you know, didn't participate in the GRIP program, it, it was because they were really overwhelmed. They weren't near the Mount Sinai Hospital. <laughs> they, um, you know, had too much else going on and really needed connected care in their communities. And so, you know, th those are the patients that we're really trying to reach a little bit better um, because obviously you do have to have some level of, of engagement to, to get to Mount Sinai and to, to participate in, in such of a program. So our goal is really to kind of scale this up and, and provide it to people outside of the Mount Sinai system. Well, always a pleasure, Lori. I appreciate you coming back and giving us this information. Is there a website where we can uh, follow some links maybe and get some more information about, uh, about, my, about Mount Sinai, the ICANN School of Medicine, and this uh, study as well? 
Sure. So um, I would, um, you know, definitely check out the IBD Center at Mount Sinai. Um, I also wanted to mention um, that we have a, um, a company that has licensed this methodology now um, called Trellis Health, T-R-E-L-L-U-S um, dot com. And, um, and then also the um, article itself is open access on the clinical gastro and hepatology website so people can actually download that and, and review the results themselves. Well, once again, I appreciate you joining us uh, for another segment. Looking forward to our next conversation, Doctor. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with returning guest, Dr. Lori Kiefer. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio. 